G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I really do appreciate you being here. Now this week we are on to episode three of a three-part series with Mick Jones from Filthy Look Films and this week we're going to deviate slightly from the script and talk about gear. Mick hasn't bought a new major camera for about seven years so I wanted to ask him what would he buy today and uh, the answer might surprise you. But before we get into that, I have just written a new ebook called Video Business Breakthrough, Nine Growth Accelerators for Creating a Successful and Consistent Video Production Business. And I want you to have it for free. It's only 16 pages long. All you need to do to get it is go to my website, filmmakersbusinessacademy.com and click the orange button at the top of the page and you can get it. Simple as that. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the ebook and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Video Business Accelerator Podcast. Each week, we uncover the secrets to creating a wildly successful and scalable video production business with your host, Dan Lenny. Discover how the Accelerator program is transforming the lives of our members at www.videobusinessaccelerator.com. Enjoy this episode. Mick, we're back here for number three of this series. I hope we can do more of this. Actually, mm. I've, I've really missed our chats because we got into these mics and we just kind of go places which I think are really viable for the audience. It's good fun. Um, this, I think, is going to be a very popular topic, which is about cameras and gear. Mm. Um, you know, what is your ideal camera package? And and if you were to start from scratch today, what would you buy and mm. why? Well... That is a polarizing question. You know, I know, on, I love it. On many levels, right? Let's there's, go there. There's the, there's the Let's dream. Let's fuck with the audience. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's my honest take on it. Um, and this is totally, brutally honest. I don't, personally, I don't give a shit about <laughs> what camera I use. But... This is why it's polarizing on this level as well, because then I also do. But any camera that's out there at the moment, from an iPhone to a Red to an Alexa, any camera is capable of doing almost anything. Like, it is just... I roll my eyes when I see discussions, deep discussions about the new camera that's coming out, because, like, it's going to change anyone's life. Um, I'm excited as the next person about new gear i'm a gearhead but i'm not i it's it's kind of a weird one i would say what's my ideal camera package i love arri cameras i love the user experience of them i have never owned one i've used them they've always been they're at the the high 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 end of film production and always have been and they've always been what we the, the look that comes out of a film camera or a digital film camera has always been the aspirational thing that we that has been the holy grail ever since I started in this game, which is why it was so life-changing when the 5D came out, because you could achieve a lot of things that weren't possible before, but cheap and accessible and easy, easy to use. Um, so... It's a really double-sided thing for me. If I was going to... If I had the means, I would get an Arri Alexa Mini LF. To me, that's the ultimate camera. 
And that's easy to say. I'm sure so many people listening go, well, who, who wouldn't want that? That's just amazing. All the, all the Oscar movies and everything that's cool and looks great is shot on those. Can you achieve the same look, essentially, with a cheaper camera? Absolutely, you can. The DSLRs and mirrorless cameras that can have a full-frame look if you want it or a Super 35 crop if you want it, they're all completely can achieve high-quality look. There's so many different reasons to choose a different camera package. The, the one that I hate the most, the reason to choose a camera package, is because of its perception of being high quality. Um, oh, I've got, the, I've got the bee's knees camera, therefore I should get more work because this is the best camera, so it's going to improve my quality of work. It doesn't, in the least. I don't think improve your quality of work. It, it's like I had this discussion with Steve Weiss years ago when we were talking about great camera shootouts and, and, and these kind of things, which are all great fun. Um, it's, it becomes tiresome, though, when we, we get down to it because all these cameras are very capable. And I, I think that it's the, it's the la- least important thing on, on a production is the camera, the, the least important, yet so many people put it as number one. What are we shooting this on? You know. Who cares? I, I, used, I used Game of Thrones as the example when I was talking to Steve. I said, everything that's good about that show happened before the light hit the sensor. The writing, the costumes, the the locations, the acting, the performances. Everything about that show is good because of what happened before the light hit a sensor or a lens even. You could shoot that on a 5D or, or a GH5 and the audience, it's not going to make any difference, a lick of difference to how popular that show is. But, of course, they don't shoot it on those. They have the means to shoot it on other cameras. But the point, I think, is clear that they're all capable, but there's different reasons and there's client needs and there's deliverables and tech specs and scale of footprint, how much crew you've got, you know, whether the cameras are operatable by one person or you need two, three or a crew to work it, all of that. So it's a long way to answer your question. But personally, the user experience, because I spend so much time doing it, the user experience of Ari has made me want to just go into that camp. I've been in in the production industry for 22 years and they're the cameras that simplify the process and allow me to focus on the important stuff which is what happens before the light hits the sensor that's the important stuff and the ARRI cameras get out of the way the other camera brands um, seem to have these like complex menu systems and and just digging deep into things and color matrices and this stuff that's born out of hybrid, you know, broadcast cameras and the simplicity of the, the ARRI makes it just a pleasure to use. Now, and what, what, what have you been using in the last five to 10 years? The Sony F55. And that's seven years you've had that for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was early, one of the first cameras that shipped in, Australia, I got that for. And the reason I wanted to say that is to give the audience context. Right. It's not just like, hey, I want an Ari Alexa. Right. Actually, you've been working with F55 for seven years. Yeah. C100 Mark One, Mark II. Yeah. Other cameras you've been working for, with, with regularly? The workhorse has been the F55. Um, and yeah, I haven't bought, I haven't changed cameras in seven years. So it's been a long stint. Before that, it was very, it was FS100, FS700. HVX 100 with a 
adapter and seven D and there was a lot of a period of a few years before I got the F fifty five of switching up cameras. New stuff was coming coming out. C three hundred Mark one, C three hundred Mark one was a life changing camera. I thought really nice. Um, but then I got yeah I got the F fifty five and just kind of stuck with it. It just did everything that. So from a business perspective, today. it's been a great investment. Yeah, because oh, yeah. it's returned for you, which oh. is obviously mm. part of what this is all about. I mean, you're running a video production business, mm-hmm. yeah, and so obviously the investment to an RE is considerably more. But you feel now that that's 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 the, the right tool for you. It is because I've become. Um, uh, I feel like I don't want to fight with the camera. It's not. It's it's, it's not a new. Uh, thing for me to want to get into i'm not kind of testing the water as to whether i want to be in cinematography or this kind of level of production it's definitely you know it's that's not a gamble for me so i'm paying i will be willing to pay a premium to have the user experience that i want and not it's not necessarily solely a business decision it's a work pleasure decision i do i spend a lot of time on the lens and i want to i want a tool that um that is easy for me to use and gets out of the, that I'm not fighting with, you know, and that I've waited and danced with a lot of other types of cameras that I'm constantly trying to replicate the Ari user experience. It's again, not so much down to the look that can be achieved, but you've got to work a bit harder to get that look. You've got to fight the camera a little bit, which, you know, like I said, that, that, it's a bit like driving a car, isn't it? I mean, mm. they they say that that very few people could get into an F one car and drive it without stalling it. Right. But almost anyone can get into a Volkswagen Golf automatic and drive it. Mm. But if you go to a manual, you know, um, Ford, it's going to be a different experience from driving the Volkswagen mm. and a different experience from driving a Mercedes. Yeah. So, I guess because I know you've talked about going down the Ari route. I think when the Ari Alexa Mini came mm, out, that you was were four like, years oh, ago maybe now. look at that. Mm. So I, th- I think it's worth just bringing back here, because we talked about this a couple of episodes ago about patience. Mm. Like you're someone who is constantly busy, charging significant you know, rates at the higher end, but still you've waited seven years. Well, so you had your camera seven years ago. Four years ago, you danced with the idea of changing it. Mm-hmm. Seven years with the same camera. Mm. You're a very patient man. Yeah, well, it was achieving the results that I want. And I've got it dialed into, there's some familiarity with it. You know, I just have, I haven't upgraded the firmware in four years because I just... It works for you. It works. Just, it's like having a film stock that you like or, you know, it's now that, that is just a a box that's set up that I don't have to change anything on. Setting it up for the first time, there's a lot of experiment. There's a lot of trial. I and love error, that you know. because you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm. And I think this instant gratification culture is like, oh, you know, Apple's got new a new a new operating system out, or you know, there's a new version of Resolve, there's a new version of Adobe. Mm. Like, just because it's there doesn't mean you should. Mm. And and how many times have you gone and made that decision to upgrade the OS and instantly regretted it? Every time. Yeah, every single time. I'm dragged into new software or new scenarios, kicking and screaming, because I know that we're, everything's a public beta, whether it's advertisers one or not, and we're the guinea pigs. And you pay for it with your business. You pay for it because you, if you upgrade a piece of equipment, 
upgrade is a loose term, update the firmware or update the software and you put it on a shoot the next day that's got to be reliable and it fizzes, you're, you're burning money straight you know, away. I, I upgraded to Mojave a few months ago on my desktop and I run everything off Google Drive. Mm. And suddenly, Google Drive wouldn't load on my desktop. Mm. Like, it's so frustrating. It's like, oh, yeah, Google Drive's not supported yet. We're not sure when it will be. It's like, holy fuck. Yeah. My entire life is on Google Drive. It's unacceptable. It, it's like, what what is going on? And then I got a new laptop, and I did the same thing happened. And I was like, I was like, I've got to set some time aside to figure this out. And I sat for an hour trying to work out how to load Google Drive. Now, they fixed the mis- fixed the bug. But it was like I had to go into my preferences. I had to untick something. And I had to go somewhere where I hadn't... My brain didn't go, oh, I have to go to that menu, then back a step to untick a box. It took me like an hour. There's a whole... And I was like, this is insane. This like, is it's so frustrating. It, it, it's even more frustrating when you think about it like this. All this technology we've just talked about, just with cameras alone, you're touching on it with computers. There's a There's a... Fucking conspiracy theory out there. Are we serious? We're seriously, we can, we can broadcast to the world in 1080 4K footage from our phones and reach millions of people wirelessly live in high production value, but we still can't get a fucking PC drive to plug into a Mac and work. What's going on here? Are we, come on. Some people say the earth is flat. I watched the doco on that. How recently. good was that? Oh, my God. That is some... That. As, we've got to do an episode on the, the Flat Earthers. Shit. It's insane. You know, how funny was it, just digress, mm. when they were like, we've got this test we're going to do. And there's like guys <laughs> with laser beams and standing on top of the cars. And their sheer despair when it didn't work and it didn't prove the theory. Yeah. They were just, they were broken. Every time it worked against them, it was so funny. And they're just still in denial. They're, even their own experiments are proving that the earth is round. And they're like, no, 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 we'll figure my out favorite a way. Was, my favorite was the astronaut who um, who had been on the space station. And he's just, he's just, he's just, he's, just, he's, he's literally laughing. Yeah. He, he, can't, he can't speak because yeah. he's like, it's so ridiculous. It's crazy. But, uh, but, but you know, it does, it does kind of play into the whole people's belief systems yeah and people's belief systems around camera technology is very territorial it is yeah yeah there's lots of lots of different attitudes you meet with people when it comes to this so you know it's again an eye roll moment for me i'm of course like i'll engage with people and i love talking about the gear but it's it's just become so um you know pointless but i also want to just you know, back up what you're saying. You have been running, you've been in this industry 22 years. You've been running your business for a, a significant amount of time. You have a strong client base and you are openly saying it's not just a business decision to buy the Ari. It's about a user experience decision. Mm. I don't want anyone listening to this to think, hey, to be like Filthy Luke and be like Mick Jones, I need an Ari Alexa. I don't have one. No. I want one. <laughs> I don't have one. Yeah. Um, I'd like one. It, 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 that comes down to what I would, cho- what I, what would be my ideal package now. That's what I would like. For another reason though is that I think they really threw down with that Alexa LF because it's a completely sort of a camera, apart from high frame rates, it takes any kind of lens. You can do anamorphic. You can do four, four by three anamorphic. You can do, Two, three, nine to one, spherical. You can do put any lens on it and just shoot it as an open gate and use the image however you want and make it fit any format you want. 4K, 2K, HD, you know, and, and it's not restricted in that way. And it records 
to one card inside it records raw or ProRes to the same card. No external boxes, no license upgrades. Finally, this is a camera that it, that I'm it can do. It's versatile in the true sense. That's the other you know reason I would want one. It's yeah, definitely. I, I'm so I'm the complete opposite in that if I would. If you're starting out, just get any camera, whatever you can get. Make it look as good as you can. Well, at the other end of the scale, we did the um, under the hood sh- uh, shorts, you know, under hood short, under hood, under the hood course um, three or four years ago, and we talked about the the, the power of the C100 mm. and and how much work you were doing at the time on that camera. That's still probably my favourite camera of the last decade, the C100 Mark II. I love it. Um, you know, not to get caught up in specs or anything i get that as a user experience i prefer to use that over the f55 it just feels right i love the images out of it it's so versatile and easy to use and work with this again this comes down to a client want some i you know the reason i got the f55 was i had to deliver 4k for a green screen animation production so i needed a 4k camera um and that was the the choice at the time that that was the right choice. Um, I guess as well, you know, uh, as a, as a as a maturing business, why not? I mean, like you've you worked bloody hard, mm. and why not have that Rolls Royce of the camera that you want? Because you spent a very long time building your business up and gone through some tough years and some great years. Mm. That's business, isn't it? I'm definitely not a gear elitist at all. Like, but this, I've been building a new show. I haven't done a show reel in four years, and I'm, it's time to do one. And, Is that uh, because you've been too busy working? Probably. I haven't needed <laughs> the to. irony. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't really. So, I are mean, you really making a showreel for the audience, or is he making it for you? Um, it's for. I just think I need. To, it's almost half a decade. I've got to update what I've <laughs> put out there, you know. And there's so much content to choose from. But I was going back through some of the stuff I shot on the seven D and the five D, and that's making the cut to my new showreel because it's still some of the best work that I've done. That Levi's commercial, man. That, it, that, that started a whole the movement. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, the Wrangler. I did Levi's one as well. Yeah, but the Wrangler one is yeah. what... Uh, tell me the story. I think you said once upon a time you went for a client meeting and they were like, hey, this is the reference footage we want to to use as a, as a reference. And it's yeah. like... I said, I actually shot that. <laughs> <laughs> so they, so they, so just, so <laughs> yeah, I got a story. It's happened a few times. I got a storyboard um, image, a mood board reference from a client that had multiple frames on it that were already my own work, but they didn't know it. And it was kind of a funny, semi awkward moment. I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I know this. Yeah, I actually shot that image. Um, it was kind of bizarre. Um, but yeah, the stuff that I, I, this has been, I've been thinking about this in conjunction with this new Ari camera. And it's, these are polar opposites of the gear spectrum. Some of my favorite work was done with the old Nikon Zeiss ZF primes. Beautiful primes. I've still got them and on, on the 7D and it had a tone and a texture to it that was just so, and the 5D, it's so good. And I've figured out that I've been chasing that look ever since. And not been getting it. Um, so, funnily enough, I'm excited to try one of these new large format cameras with those old yeah. lenses on them. Um, I think that'd have a really nice look to it. And it's come back again, looking through this footage to build a new reel, is everything I shot with those lenses 
is making the cut. And I don't get to shoot with them that often. They're not considered high-end to clients. They want sharp cine primes and these kind of things. And these are kind of got chromatic aberration wide open. And But that's all the stuff I love. It's kind of character and texture and stuff. But, you know, that <sighs> you've got to fight with them a bit because they focus the wrong way. So getting the muscle memory into it. Pulling it's, like, it's like driving a Japanese car. I hired a Japanese car the other week there and the indicator's on the wrong side and right. it ups down and down is up and it's yeah. like messes with your head. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, this whole ideal gear package thing, it's a, it's, it's, it's really weird because I've got a foot in each camp. I don't give a shit, but I do give a shit. Um, I'd go out and shoot anything. I, I'd be confident that I can deliver anything that I've shot in the last... <laughs> eight years i could deliver pretty much the same quality on whatever camera it was like it's to the client it's going to look the same but there's this whole other thing that comes into it about appearances and whether you've got the big specked up camera and the bits of gear hanging off it and all that Um, it would be interesting if you do decide to go down the re alexa lf route to have another podcast discussion about this in the future Mm. once you've been using it for six months to go what are the clients saying about it? Are they, is it changing your business? Well, because it, it, you know, you can't really go better. No, I don't think so. I mean, there's, there's no question in the ability for those cameras to deliver quality images. It's still going to, it's still got to come down to how I light stuff, compose it and what's going on in front of the lens. That comes down to that. But just to give you an example, the last shoot that I did with an Ari, um, I noticed significantly different reaction from the client on the monitor when i've got a monitor feed going to the client monitor when you they just have a pleasing look out of the box canon do as well i'll give them that but my workhorse camera has been an f55 that i shoot with s log 2 and you've got to you've got to muck around you've got to overexpose it a bit to get the most out of that sensor you've got to do this stuff that on set if you're just running a live feed of it may not look that appealing to a client now, you don't need to do that with an ARRI. Sure, you can get LUTs and things to do with the, to, to put on the look for the Sony, but it's not a very easy thing to achieve with it. And they're very inconsistent, I find, in color and how they're represented under different color temperatures. But the the way that uh, just a basic ARRI, even their log straight footage straight to a client monitor, they all, people look at it and go, oh my God, this looks amazing. Yet, when I'm using another camera like, a Sony, I tend to have to go, oh, you, that's not how it's going to look. We're going to, that's going to be great. And they go, oh, okay. Which comes that, that, that whole user experience. Yeah. You can just show up, do your job. People go, that looks amazing. Thanks yeah. for it. And, and you have to justify and explain. Yeah. The amount of conversations I've had with clients around how an S log image looks on a screen and it's not really what they're going to get. And they've got to imagine it this way or that way. And then you put a lot on and it, that looks worse because you, I expose by eye for these things and I've got it dialed in and it all ends up looking great in the end. But there's, you know, a few little things that I've got to do on set. And to me, that's one of those, I don't, I don't want to have that conversation anymore. I don't want to fight with it. I just want to, and look, I haven't been able to drop, no, no, very few people drop the money on an ARRI camera. You know, it's just, it's a business decision and it's a user experience decision. But, and yeah, there's a there's a premium, and it sounds like oh you know well, it's unrelatable. Like it's unrelatable for me. It has been. Yeah, but your last camera you bought 
seven years ago mm, mm. and I think probably pretty much paid it off in the first job so that's seven years of gravy yeah so the chances are it might take a little longer to pay the ARRI off but if it's going to last you seven years you're going to make your money back and and be be in profit my attitude to this has changed so much if I never if I never got another job again I'd go oh, well sell it I don't yeah. care. I just don't care. <laughs> no, know. You know, it's going to hold its value. I'll lose a lose a bit of money on it or whatever. It's again, I'm not I'm not experimenting in this industry anymore. I'm no. not that I was, but I mean, I'm not just starting and going. Maybe I this will work for me or it won't. This is my life and what I want to do, and I'm just going to. I'd like to to go down that road of just having, you know, the the bit of gear that I get pleasure out of using. It's sort of it's sort of weird because I, I don't hate the F55. It's been a great camera. I don't hate it. I've got it dialed in. But the process of certain things to do with those cameras. And I think Sony and Canon and Panasonic have got just... Could have revolutionized the industry. But they didn't. And they, they've had 10 years to do it. I think Red and Ari pushed the, pushed the limits. And they consistently the ones. Let's look at look at it. All the movies and the TV shows that everyone loves, and that they're talking about those cameras are used on them, and they're used on them more than the others for a reason. You know, they get out of the way. You know, time is money, and if you if you're fucking around with LUTs and trying to tweak bits and pieces, and you know, it's time. It's time, and it's like there's just an instant result that um, is achievable. With those, and you know, I remember hearing people like Rodney Charters, who loves shooting with Aries, and how they handle dynamic range and highlight roll off and stuff. And and when I use them, I see the same thing. I'm like, wow, I can just you can kind of point that at a scene and then get down to the fun of lighting, the the fun of crafting that look, and what you're seeing is what you're getting, and you know with absolute confidence that it's going to look the way you want it to look. You're not sort of second guessing the behavior that it might have on a clipped highlight or anything like that or sh- noisy shadows or anything so yeah it's well let us know how you got on if the mm. array plays off and uh, if i get one <laughs> if you get one let's do this again sometime yeah sounds good you've been listening to the video business accelerator podcast with your host den lenny If you're a video business owner who is tired of going it alone and would benefit from mentorship, support, and weekly accountability, then mouse over to www.videobusinessaccelerator.com to learn more about how the Accelerator program can help you today. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show over on iTunes. And we'd really appreciate you taking a few minutes to leave a review.